gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique alvarez Clary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there in Husker Nation and in the Ticketverse, as I like to call it. Uh, he's Jake. Well, I'm Jake Bachman. What? Enrique Avalas Clear. We're going to switch roles today. All right. See how that goes. So that means I have to be all in on Urban Meyer. <laughs> yeah, please do. Mm. We need more, I don't know if I can more do that. of that around I here. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, that saga just kind of continues, right? I mean, I've... I've now seen reports that they, the the university officials have met with uh, Urban Meyer, and then reports that they didn't, and then reports that no matter what they say, they did. <laughs> and they're well, not going to admit it. Then I've seen reports that they're not going to hire him. Even if they <laughs> met with him, they're not going to hire right, him. Right, which is what Trev's pretty much told us from the beginning when he was talking about character and saying I know, I'm Trev, talk to football. Trev let everybody know, look, well, not the character part. He's, he said, look, if you see reports that Trev spoke with XYZ coach, I probably did. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm going to hire him. He's going to talk to some football people. I think that's the best way to, to figure out the best. Look, if he did, if he did meet with Urban Meyer, doesn't mean he met with him about the head coaching position. Maybe he met with him to gauge his uh, his take on other coaches yeah. around the nation. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been a football coach for a long time. He's he been around a lot of those guys. Yeah, he's been around, but hopefully, he was just talking about you know. How much it would it take to get him in? No, no. I, I <laughs> hopefully he was just talking about you know what coaches do you think have bright futures and who do you think would be a good fit here at Nebraska because it's definitely not you. What what is what? You know I I like that too because I saw that uh, an article for that. He's just not a good fit. What's the fit? <laughs> what do you mean fit? He wins games. He wins championships. That's a good fit. Doesn't mean it's a fit. It means it's a fit. Doesn't mean it's a fit. What? Where, where's a good fit for Urban Meyer? Then tell me that. Ohio State, <laughs> Florida. Okay, just the places he's been. Yeah, just the places he's been. Oh, okay, that's the only place. Yeah, work. it just works out for him. Just works. <laughs> Look, Florida wasn't a good fit for Dan Mullen. I don't know. Florida's crazy. I, I say this over and over again. Urban Meyer would fit in Texas. Why is that? Because they don't care. <laughs> Because all they care about is winning football games. What, they don't care about is, anything else. What is it about Urban that bothers you the most? Uh, all of his off-field not, antics. Oh, not all of it. I'm asking you which one. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the one that, that bothers me the most is, is him covering up for a domestic, domestically Zach abusive um, assistant. Yeah. yeah, that one was probably the worst one. I'll, That's I'll pretty bad. Yeah. Or maybe the fact that he was covering for Aaron Hernandez, who, you know, killed people. He didn't know Aaron Hernandez killed people. Mm, Aaron <laughs> Hernandez, I'm pretty sure... It was either on his recruiting visit or after he like had just joined the team as a freshman. Went to a club and may or may not have killed somebody. May or may not have. We do not know. Either way, he got in a fight at a club that he was too young to go to. Yeah. And Urban Meyer knew about it. Can't win with all <laughs> choir boys. You got you to gotta go out there and recruit. He didn't well, know that's he... true. You don't need to win with all choir boys, but you don't need to win with murderers and, and, and racists <laughs> and domestic a... domestically abusive people. You can win without that. You can win with some bad people, but not terrible people. I don't think that he knew that Aaron Hernandez is. Okay, well, even if he didn't know about it, he knew about Zach Smith. And he threw his wife under the bus. Well, I don't know how much his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Um, Don't you dare. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll go away from that one. All right. Well, I still I, I like when I like wins and championships, and uh, I know I know. I mean, it would get, it would probably get ugly at some point if you did have hire Urban Meyer. But I mean, to me, he's the only sure thing. As far he's as not even a sure thing. Thing. I don't know how you don't say he's a sure thing. It's not a sure thing. He's uh, nothing is a sure thing in this world, but he's a damn gonna, close to it. As I said before, I'm going to keep bringing it up on the broadcast after Gus Johnson went out. Who he is feeling better. Joel Clatt, let us know. Shout oh, out to good. Gus Johnson. Yeah. Um, they asked Urban about building a championship team, and he said it's physically and mentally exhausting. It drains you, and you know you're not in the right state of mind. You're not in a good place when you're building and maintaining a championship program. Not only would he attempt to do that here at Nebraska, he has to go through an entire rebuild process. He is not a spring yeah. chicken. He is he is he is getting up there. He's had multiple health issues. I don't see that happening here. It's a lot. It is a lot to go through an entire rebuilding process with a fan base and, and a media base as rabid and 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 included in the process as the Nebraska fan and media base. You know the next time Urban Meyer goes worse than eight and three? It'll be the first time. Good for him. It's his worst record he's ever had. Good for him. Bowling Green, 2001. People first, get, first year as a head coach. Look, sometimes you get worse as you age. <laughs> not everybody is Tom Brady. Yeah. And even then, not doing great. Tom? Yeah. They're doing all right. Not him. Getting they they yeah, are the doing, all right. doing all right. The dude's taking a day off in the middle of the week. Well, yeah. He looks like a corpse. Have you seen his face? Hey. Doesn't look great. He's also got... Uh, you he's know, going through some marital issues. He's also got a wife dealing deal. Well, maybe not for long. <laughs> hey, wow. Hey, I, you're really taking shots at his marriage now. <laughs> I'm not taking shots at his marriage. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying what the reports are saying. Well, yeah, the reports are his wife wants him to come home. I thought we. I thought that was you know pretty well established, or we could kind of figure that as he keeps coming back to football. You know, a guy says ironic that a Patriots fan is judging a coach. <laughs> Look, I never said Bill Belichick was great or perfect. Yeah. Well, rarely they are, and that's uh, that's kind of what it gets down to. I mean, everybody's humans. Everybody's got their flaws. Um, it's just a, a matter of how much you're willing to take on there. Of course, Nebraska has a, a coach right now. We don't need to talk about Urban Meyer for now because they have uh, a coach in Mickey Joseph, and Mickey Joseph had a press conference today. I think uh, maybe a, a, a poorly kept secret around town was uh, the status of A.J. Allen, but here was Coach Mickey Joseph talking about that today. Yeah, he had surgery yesterday. Um, he's back home. His mother's in town. He's doing fine. He came out of surgery well. And um, he's going to miss the, miss the rest of the, um, the season. And it's going to hurt us. But, you know, Gabe's capable of back of getting it done. Wow. So he's calling out Gabe uh, specifically as being the backup. Yeah, I kind of noticed that. I don't know if I, – I, well, I'm sure everybody else caught on to that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Gabe Irvin, I'm pretty sure that means Gabe's number two now. Yeah, Ramir and, and Jacquez, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought it was going to be a week where it's like, throw all your jobs out, we're fighting for it again. Mm -hmm. Some people have said maybe make it a training camp. I think they still are, but I think those two, I think after AJ went down, right. Gabe Irvin's probably a solid number two, and now it's just a fight for, you know, who who comes in to replace those, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Grant and Gabe Irvin. But what about the oars on the depth chart? Why didn't they differentiate the third running back? That's just because you had, you had your top two. You didn't need a third. <laughs> Look, it's going to be those two, and then it's going to be, Jacquez or Ramir or yeah, it will again. I don't know who else is in the running back room. Emmett Johnson, maybe. Maybe Emmett Johnson gets some run. So A.J. Allen finishes with uh, 33 attempts, 190 yards, and two touchdowns, but he'll get the medical red shirt. Uh, a shame because, I mean, he was one of the few bright spots on this team altogether. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. And the running back unit altogether um, looked pretty good and something that Nebraska is going to – 
have as a strength, even with him out. I still mm-hmm. think, you know, Gabe Irvin, and a lot of people, I said, a few people I've talked to today, they said, I didn't even see Gabe Irvin. I said, I know that means you left early. You didn't yeah. watch How did you game. not see Gabe because Irvin? Because Gabe Irvin was he like a heavy some, part of the offense. Some really good runs. <laughs> yeah, there at the end. But I understand, too, if you were too frustrated to watch. Yeah, I don't blame you. By the time it was 49-7 to or whatever, it, it is what it is. But um, that's definitely a blow for this, this team. And um, just another obstacle. Um, for Coach Joseph to get over, what do you feel before we get more into him, his, uh, you know, his press conference here? I know the idea overall is that uh, you know Coach Joseph is going to be able. Basically, Indiana is going to be their first week, and that's a huge game. It's 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 um, as far as like I, I think we got punched so badly that now everybody's talking about a complete rebuild. Mm-hmm. If they beat Indiana, if they start to show life, I mean, that's what, from the sounds of press conference today, that's, you know, got to be the goal is to, to make this not just a ground-up rebuild. And if it's Joseph, it's whoever it is next year uh, can keep rolling. But, if I mean, that's I feel like a lot of that depends on how you do against Indiana. Because if you go up there or if you go you come up short against Indiana, it's one of your few kind of gettable games that you feel that you have left. I mean, it just, you know, sometimes this stuff rolls downhill. <laughs> they they need to put up a I, I, like you said they need to win against Indiana if they really have any hope for salvaging a successful season because with the way that the season started with the way that you lost your head coach and now your defensive coordinator it's a lot to take in as as a as a collegiate student athlete um, because I mean you you, you want to say. As people say, you commit to the university. Some people commit to a coach. As you saw, as soon as Chenander was fired, you lost the recruit. I mean, he was. I, I'm. I. He said his recruitment is 100% open. Maybe there's a chance that he recommits to Nebraska, but that shows that you know he was sturdily or or being recruited mostly by Eric Chenander. And once that guy kind of heads away, you're not too sure if you wanna you wanna honor that commitment. So to get this season on track to hopefully, I mean, uh, Mickey Joseph said today that he talked to the recruits. They're all in. They're all committing to Nebraska. They're selling Nebraska. They're not selling themselves. They're selling Nebraska because they're trying to do things the right way and leave things better than how they inherited it. So hopefully those guys, those recruits currently are committing to the the, the university and and maybe not the interim head coach because we're not sure if he'll be here next year. Right. Um, so. It is imperative that they get this next game. And right now they're going Nebraska versus Nebraska. Next week they'll be implementing some stuff to go up against Indiana. Yeah, and that makes sense because, um, I mean, they just got to get their own house in order, clearly, before, you know, you can start uh, focusing on that stuff. But all, that'll happen right around the corner, um, you know, quicker than, they, than they'd like to. I mean, obviously he'd, he'd feel like he'd – you know, if you gave him a little bit of time, maybe he could whip this in order um, just to do all this stuff on the fly. Continue to say it's not really a fair evaluation of what Mickey Joseph is. And um, I, I think some people get upset. I think VJ was upset. <laughs> he said there's no way he's going to win six games, basically, which I said he's probably got to go six and three to get the job in my mind. It's going to be so hard to, to, to base it off of wins, though, because the way that this this team, I mean, at, at least how they've played in the first four games of the season I mean, getting to, getting six wins with this team seems like an extremely tall task. Really but, impossible at this point. <laughs> but I mean, if he can turn around and get six wins, then yeah, of course you hire him. But that's my point: is he's got to like blow you out of the water because I just don't. If he wins, I mean, if he wins four more games, if he gets you to five wins, and that let's say he gets you to five wins before the Iowa game, the Iowa game kind of hinges on making a bowl game or not, 
and you lose that game close. I mean, is that is that enough for some people? It might be for some people. I just that I I don't think that he's in a fair position at all. It really at all, and I don't know if he should be evaluated even really based off the record that 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 comes his way. It's just you know he's he's but he's got the uphill battle because he's not he doesn't have six years of head coaching experience and, and is, is a proven guy that has been able to um, win with less or anything like that, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's why, that's why I put the bar so high for him is because I think he's just got to blow you out of the water if he's going to be a legitimate candidate here. Um, I know a lot of other people would like to see it a different way. He's a former player. Um, you know, obviously great assistant coach has been his, his whole career. I would love for who, if, if they don't hire him, whoever they bring in to keep him around. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I'd be cheering for that. I just, I think that it's, it's a, it's a lot, it's it, and it, and it, it felt more attainable, and it was more attainable before that Oklahoma game. I think that kind of showed you where Nebraska was as opposed to some of the better teams in the country. And well, even in Vegas, yeah. Lance Leipold, uh, Leipold jumped him as far as <laughs> as the opportunity or, or most likely to get the job. Well, of course, we'll see Kansas how Lance Leipold does against Oklahoma later in the season. We'll see how Lance Leipold does against Duke this week, and I think I'm going. Are you? I think I'm going to scout Lance Leipold. A little undefeated basketball schools playing some football? Oh, yeah. It's like a, a college college. Just fan in general. I'm still upset with college game day, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's just not fair to judge Mickey Joseph based off of wins and losses because, like, he took he took over the team on a Sunday. You know, they they hop into practice. They have to get ready for the number six team in the nation. It's it's almost impossible. It, almost an impossible task that they handed him. And uh, as you saw, and I truly believe, even if Scott Frost was around, I think you get that same exact result. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was uh, necessarily a you know maybe long term coaching problem, which Frost is obviously involved in, um, but not you know the short term. I think that was uh, the athletes on the field and maybe mentality here and there. Obviously, once you start getting beaten, and you know there were plays you can get mad at, but Nebraska was overmatched uh, just physically in that game. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Go through more of Mickey Joseph's sound bites from his press conference. That's coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.